0: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought.
1: On Second Thought, episode 285, brought to you by hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. My name is Cedric Golden, joined as usual by the Duck Kirk Bowles Big Sports Weekend coming up, Duck, the Texas Longhorns resurgent in hoops, visiting Knoxville, Tennessee, teacher versus student Rodney Terry v. Rick Barnes, and we got NFL, the Final Four is among us, so much to break down. Let's start with hoops. The Horns, very impressive in an 89 75 win over the Oklahoma State Cowboys.
2: Held serve, uh, which is what you got to do at home. Uh, and there aren't any bad teams in the Big 12. No, zero. But you got to take care of business against the lower tier. <laughs> and I'm not sure there is such a thing as a lower tier, but they swept Oklahoma State, which is a great defensive team i mean they led the league in defense i think they're like fourth in the country in field goal percentage and oh yeah what the orange shoe last night like 51 percent
1: yeah they should have 51 percent and and uh mike boynton uh, the one of my favorite coaches i like him just a tough-minded um mentor good basketball coach he goes yeah he goes allegedly we were a good Defensive team, but we gotta go back to the drawing board and take a look. We just gave up 89 points because we don't do that. Right. No one does us that way. So uh that's how good the horns were. And they they spread it around. Marcus Carr and um Timmy Allen had a really good game. Jabari Rice, Christian Bishop, and Brock Cunningham
2: with a career out of 15 points and three three pointers. Can you believe it? he's so much better at shooting threes this year. It's a, uh, you know, he's always been that glue guy and a floor burn guy just scramble all over the court and, you know, get loose balls and get rebounds and stuff like that. But he, he really upped his game this year. And I don't know what his shooting percentage is now for three points, but he, he has improved drastically and, and, and he's hitting them at big times too. You know, there's like a lull and they kind of need a pick me up and, And, you know, defenses kind of leave him alone a little bit. They aren't expecting him to shoot as much. They really
1: aren't. And uh, since I wrote about it, he is 16 of 36 from three, shooting 44.4% from number. Already, um, I believe he's matched his career high for attempts in just 20 games, uh, 36 attempts. He's 16 Mm -hmm. of 36. And uh, that hitch that was in his stroke last year, is gone. Grad assistant Adam Short's been working with him, uh, work with him over the summer. And and what we have now, Duck, is a guy, he is their resident, and I might need to go in and add that to the column. He's their resident, Bruce Bowling. He can make a timely three from the corner. He's uh, I added because yeah. he made one from the top of the key as well. So That was a big um, one. And for the second straight time against Oklahoma State, he's made two three-pointers in the final 10 minutes of the game, which to me is money time. So good for Brock.
2: What do you have, like a career-high 15 points? And you're not counting on 15. So they're kind of bonus points. And, you know, it, usually he's probably more, what, six points or four yeah. or seven, mm-hmm. something like that. But, you know, he, he has that kind of performance and get 15 points. And, and Timmy, like you said, is kind of coming on a little better. Tyrese Hunter, you know, not so much. He didn't crap up. He didn't crap up. Yeah, that's that's good to see, you know, but and that's the other thing I like about this team. It's very offensive minded, even though, you know, their whole uh mantra, their brand is defense identity, but this is a different kind of breed of uh Texas cat, you know, they can score and to score eighty nine and, and to do so, you know, with that kind of performance against a, a defense that's given up thirty seven percent field goal percentage. That's very telling, and it's a confident team too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they are, and it starts at the top with Rodney Terry. Uh, he's got it going ten and two since taking over for Chris Beard, and just you can tell he's 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 found his sea legs as the head coach of this team. And uh, here's what he had to say after the game: two when we were growing up, uh, guys like Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas would play a year or two, and then they go to the pros. But now we're in an era where you, you got guys that are staying for four, five, six years. Uh, what advantages does that give you? Because you have an old team, and these guys aren't going to panic. And I, uh, what kind of advantages that give you in the best conference in college basketball?
0: Oh, Cedric, uh, great question. Uh, Magic Johnson, my favorite player of all time, my guy. You know, uh, um, no, no. Um, I think they have an older team, one that, uh, that's playing with urgency and, you know, what their goals were set at the very beginning of the year. And, you know, a lot of these guys, this is their last experience in college right now. And, uh, they know what they're playing for right now. Uh, they're grown men, you know, they're young adults right now. And, uh, um, in, in an essence, the way we've tried to get our older guys to, to really approach this year is really your first year of pro basketball. You know, if you have that mindset, you know, you're preparing yourself next year. Uh, to whatever comes your way. Timmy Allen really had to adjust to the, the way we were playing this year. No, just like he's going to adjust next year in a totally different type of system. Maybe playing fast, maybe playing slow, but this is your, this is your first year of professional basketball. Okay, let's really use your experience that you have right now to not only help our team, uh, try to win, but help the young players. Help bring those guys along. And, you know, don't forget that you were a young player at one point as well. They do a great job really mentoring. You know, ontario and and Dylan Mitchell, Alex, and all those guys—they do a great job working with those young guys. You know, just keeping them in the gym, understanding how important it is. Don't get bored with the fundamentals. Really, continue to work on your skill set. But they there's so many intangibles that they bring to the table with their experience.
1: In addition, Duck, he was appreciative of the crowd and and just a a um a lead a leader of young men, and 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 they've taken his lead and it does help duck it does help and that's why i ask him this it does help that the longhorns are old it helps Oh there are no there are no young boys on this team it's a team it's a team that's whose big nucleus is men in their 20s and uh back in the day isaiah thomas and magic like i asked him would we'll, would we'll play a year or two and leave but what you have now are guys staying around for four or five years, and with the with the uh, NIL, I mean with COVID, some of them are staying for six. I think that's an advantage as they move forward.
2: No, oh, you um, always want to be old. old. I, you know, I'm a little surprised that Marcus Carr and Jabari Rice are already getting collecting Social Security. But, <laughs> but you're right, and, and and I think Scott Drew is one of those innovators. Get old, stay old, and. Uh, and the the transfer portal in NIL helps you to do that. I mean, this is uh, uh, Marcus Carr's third team. You know, he's at Pittsburgh and Minnesota, and I always wondered, too, I always felt like maybe when you're coming to a new situation, a new league, new coach, new town, I I wonder if Marcus Carr was deferring a little bit too much to to Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey and – and he's he kinda he you mentioned sea legs. I think he got his in that NCA tournament when what did he have like nineteen threes or something like that in two games? Good miss. Good miss. Yeah, he he was on fire and he was playing Purdue and uh you know he's an old uh Big Ten guy himself. So he got in his comfort zone and he hadn't left it and he worked on his game and he, he just he's he's upped his game. He's like seven points more average per game. Uh his field goal percentage for threes went from like 33.7 to over 40 now. So, and that's really well, they got a lot of scoring options, you know, like Timmy. You know, Timmy's kind of been eh, more subdued this year, but he's capable like he was against Oklahoma State. Yeah,
1: and Marcus I think part of part of the other part of it is he's not having to bring the ball down every every possession.
0: I yeah, Hunter
1: hasn't scored as much as we expected, but he's setting that table and Marcus is getting to play off the ball and he's getting to play on the wing and he's getting to create his own shot without having to get everybody else involved. And so, um, I think that's taken a little bit of pressure off of him. Uh, we didn't have to run the show and, um, Hunter's a pure point guard and, uh, I mean, Carr is one of the most improved players in all of college basketball. He's mm-hmm. really so a legitimate is. national Player of the Year candidate. Probably not going to get up, get that buzz from the Big Twelve because Jalen Wilson is is having an uh, out of, out of out of bounds type year, just playing great while Kansas struggles. Ironically, so. Um, but yeah, for Texas, I mean, he he is the straw that stirs that drink and. They have, other, they have other straws in that mix. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. Now, I was watching it. I was at the game um, Tuesday night and sitting next to Nick Moyle, the San Antonio Express news beat writer. And I, I, I had to ask him, Duck, and I'm going to ask you, ha, ha, has it come across, have you thought about how much better would they be with Beard defensively because they've given up, they've given, they're giving up a lot of points in some of these games. They're great offensively, but they're, but they're they've been in some uh, some offensive slugfests. Do you think uh, the beard factor would they be trucking teams if Beard were the coach? Because he's such a defensive guru.
2: That's a good question. I th- I would say yes to that. I think they would. They'd be doing it differently. You know, he doesn't want to give up. You know, eighty points or anything close to that. But you know uh in the time he was here during the season, he talked about his offense and remember he was a little feisty about, Oh, we run the ball all the time. We we're oh, we fast paced. So maybe offensively, they just feel a little more freed. You know, they're a little more uh, relaxed uh, offensively. And, and uh, maybe Roddy Terry's a little bit more laid back style kind of, kind of benefits this team. I mean, we'll never really know, but uh and Rodney Terry's done a fantastic job and he inherited a damn good roster. You know, it's, it's a roster with top 10 talent and top 10 uh, uh, ranking and, and they haven't disappointed. And a lot of teams would have gone off the rails was something like this happened. You and I have seen it where something happens to a star player or a coach and the team just kind of unravels and they've stayed the course and it's, been impressive. You know, the one other thing I was noticed, Texas had twenty nine bench points. That's a lot. I mean, you know, Brock getting half. Yeah, Brock had and half. And Jabari Rice is great too. But I was watching on Monday night, Kansas played Baylor. Kansas had two point bench points. Two they got nothing off their bench and they're Talk not. About a short rotation and they don't have size. A so, short, they're a short rotation and they're a short teeth. This is this Yeah. Oh I know. They don't have a true center like they had with McCormick and and, and, and just go on back to the old day, Rafe LaFrance, you know, the first Big Twelve player of the year in the conference. They don't have
1: they that. because
2: carrier. Yeah.
1: Pollard, they had they had size. You know, Always giant. a big dude down low. Yeah. Not anymore. And I'm telling you, Duck, they are they, <clears> they they they're in trouble. They're in trouble in the Big Twelve, and they are—they've dropped to six and three in conference, and they're not in first place anymore. That's—that's that's, um, Texas, Iowa State, and K State are all tied for the Big Twelve lead, and that's going to shift. I mean, they're going to be teams that beat each other because they got to play one another. But I, I don't like this Kansas team. I love me some Jalen Wilson. Yeah, I like—I like, I like Grady Dick, but I, but
2: I don't—but I don't like this team. I don't no, like And they're not getting the easy buckets in transition. They've always been kind of the fastest team in college basketball where their defense funnels into their offense, and they don't have that as well. And I uh, you know Bill Self has said, don't be worried, don't be worried. And, and maybe partly because, you know, every game is like an NCAA tournament game. We were talking to Christian Bishop uh, about that on Monday, and he was saying, oh, yeah, it's just a grind. It's like there is no easy game. There is no easy game. And and I was impressed with Bayer, like I was saying. I mean, they've got weapons too. LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler and, and, uh, what's the other guy named Keontae? Uh, he's terrific. And then they get uh, Langston Love, who's coming back off of knee surgery. They've got a lot of weapons too. So I know they'll be coming in here, uh, next week, but uh, that Tennessee game uh, is looking large, isn't it? Uh, The SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's a
1: nice test. It's a nice test for Texas. It's a good good matchup because, um, like um, Rodney said, we're getting ready to play the best defensive team in the country, and we know Rick Barnes stresses defense. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a real uh, merging of styles to see uh, if the high-powered, high-octane Longhorns. Can take that act on the road against against a really sound Tennessee team that remembers how it went down last year, while when they lost them in the final seconds at the venerable old Irwin
2: Center, Duck. It's kind of a, a seeding game, if you will. Absolutely, I mean, you know, and it's I like how it kind of comes in the middle of, of Big Twelve play for both of these leagues, you know. Uh, Kansas plays Kentucky, and, you know, Kansas is trying to get right, but so is Kentucky. You know, they've had an off year, too. Uh, Oklahoma hosts Alabama, which is, you know, probably the best team in the uh, the SEC. So Florida plays Kansas State. And how about Kansas State just keeps trucking along? I mean. Grumtang's got it going in the little he, apple dog. He was with, I think he was with Scott Drew, 19 years on the bench. So he was waiting for the right. In right your up. dues, man. Oh my goodness. He's and they got a winner. I mean, you know, they had Kansas State had two scholarship players coming back. They had Noel, the little five seven point guard from Harlem, and then they had a, a backup forward, six six nine. It was what's his name? Masood. Yeah, he wasn't even a starter. But they you know, I love Noel's game and Yante uh uh the kid from Florida, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. So yeah, i
1: his first name. I can't, I can't. Johnson,
2: it's Johnson, yeah, isn't it?
1: Johnson. That's right. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and remember, he collapsed uh, on the court and had a heart issue. He was in the hospital nine days and was in a medically induced coma. And those two guys are stars now. I don't know if they'll play in the NBA. I mean, who Jonte, cares? They're, they're, in, they're in under- Yeah, they, I, I keep saying they're the equivalent of TCU football this year. And, you know, maybe they'll win the whole thing. Who knows? I
1: love I love Cinderella stories and I love Dark Horses. They may definitely win the Big Twelve. They may, yeah, they just you know, might. They've got, they've already got a win over Texas and uh, they split with. They went over Kansas. You know, and they went over Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Yep. They they probably be the front runner in the house. But like I said, patron Texas, nothing to sneeze at. Neither is Iowa State. So it's going to be fun down the stretch as we go into the second half.
0: On second thought,
2: duck. The Dallas
1: Cowboys season came to a fitting conclusion. This is what they do. But they they lose in the playoffs. They did. They served up a win in round one over an aged past-his-prime Tampa Bay team. But then they ran into the San Francisco 49ers, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner, Trent Williams.
2: Lano,
1: Kittle, great team, great, great. Team. 19 to 12. Jerry Jones was de- very dejected afterwards. Do you think there's a question for the Cowboy fans out there after back-to-back 12 win seasons is Mike McCarthy. Has he done enough to return for another season with your cow pokes?
2: Well, sure. If, uh, if your goal was to win twelve and just make the playoffs, yeah, he's done enough. I mean, what has he won? Twenty-five games in two years, one playoff game over an eight and nine team, eight and nine Tampa team it was just a horrible team. You know that because I had Brady on my fantasy team. Yes, they sir. were they were just terrible all year. And any other division, they don't even sniff a playoff. So that's not what Jerry's about. I mean, and who was it? So. Some- isn't it? But, I mean, Jerry's not getting any younger. Somebody on the national thing saying, Jerry, is that time slipping, that sand slipping through the hourglass? It's like if I had as much money as as Jerry does, man, I would just empty it. I mean, you know, Stephen doesn't have to inherit all that money. I would want to win another Super Bowl, and it's been forever. And so, because I think. 27 years. Only 20. Seems like yesterday, doesn't it? That's my life. Ago. Yeah. Well, here's the thing in the NFL, coaching is hugely important. Yes. And so is quarterback. And I know Brock Purdy's a rookie and, you know, he's going to the uh, NFC championship game, but you got to have a difference maker at quarterback and at head coach. And unfortunately, Mike McCarthy's not it. What's 11 1110? I think you wrote about it. Yes. Uh, 1110 in the playoffs.
1: That's- Four of those wins came in one season when they won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. In eleven with Aaron and and all the other playoff appearances, he is seven and ten.
2: Yeah, not though, not so hot. So, okay, here's the thing. I'll say no. They need to make a change. They need to empty the bank to get Sean Payton. Give Saints a first round or whatever they want. If you can't pull that off. Just promote Dan Quinn. I wrote that my nine things. He's nice. right there. You don't want to lose him. He's a defensive wizard. Should have won a Super Bowl. You and I were both there in Houston, mm. uh, twenty-eight to three. If Kyle Shanahan doesn't go crazy, you nope. know, and they should have had a ring. So, I mean, wouldn't you want it, Dan Quinn over Mike McCarthy? Said absolutely. He's proven. Yeah, and he's and he's
1: always surrounded himself with good offensive coaches. All um, right. Kellen Moore took a step back. I don't see the Kellen Moore hype. Yeah, um, I don't either. He could probably do better than Kellen Moore. Dak Prescott is definitely taking a couple of steps back. He's not the same Dak Not that he not was when, when he, broke he his ankle for Romo.
2: Yeah, I was there when he broke his ankle. I was in the stadium, and then I was there last year when he couldn't spike the ball in time when they lost to San Francisco. And I mean, he said, "Well, I wrote that multiple interceptions this year. Six of fourteen games, almost half of his games, he had multiple interceptions. Is that an elite quarterback, then?" No, it's not an
1: elite quarterback, and and he's had he hasn't had consecutive games
2: without a turnover since twenty nineteen. Scary is that, and they, a Crazy. great guy. he doesn't have great weapons after CD Lamb Pro Bowler you know michael gallup i'm sorry you know ty hilton he's at the end you know dalton schultz they put a foot down get a
1: freaking foot down what are you doing dalton schultz
2: all that green grass and you couldn't drag a toe i mean dalton Schultz, schultz catches what two touchdowns against the bucks and then he has that performance against san francisco where he forgets to get a second foot i mean it's like they were, they were brain dead already. Isn't that He's last done. play of the game? Zeke, Zeke is done. Oh my god! And it was a disservice to Zeke that stupid last play of the game where he gets flat on his butt when they put him at center. Whose idea well, was that? You put your two hundred and fifteen pound running back at center. Oh.
1: That that's smart. That oh. was the that 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 to me just if McCarthy gets fired. That should be the reason. And you, and you know what? And and the one thing that bothered me even more was. Was just the just the lack of a plan B. Um, you, I, I had problems with Amari Cooper coming off the field in key situations uh, last season. But let's Amari Cooper. Let's face it. If they have Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb, they're scary. They're scary on the outside because Amari's still the best route runner in the business. He and Devontae Adams run better routes than. He. Anybody, yeah. and put Amari Cooper as another option, and um, you know, unfortunately, Tony Pollard gets hurt. But uh, I think they're a better offense with Cooper, and this offense was pretty good this year. But um, they were some teams were able to take away C.D. Lamb, and yeah. Doug, I'm going to say it: if you hold the Niners a 19 points, you're supposed to win that game. Absolutely. But and the Diggs made a business decision on that George Kittle. Um juggling catch. Mm-hmm. You should have blown him up. I know, I know personal fouls are part of the business. It's hard to play defensive back in this game, but he you twice. take that 15 yards uh, gladly over a 50-yard completion.
2: Uh, maybe That's thought cool. he was gonna drop it. That was a Hall of Fame kind of catch. But yeah, it just and and the advancing teams, you make a play, you make a play. And uh he didn't. And you know, Trayvon Diggs. He's one. He's one of seven Pro Bowlers on this roster. Seven, and he dropped a pick. Yeah, he did. And you got to go. You remember when Jerry used to go out and get a TO? You know, or Dion, or Charles Haley. You know what happened to that Jerry? That I'm going to do whatever it takes. And, And then you look at you look at Buffalo and goes and gets a Stephon Diggs. And you look at the Bengals who strike gold at LSU with. You know, but Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. and What about the e. 49ers
1: yeah. who went and got Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the season?
2: Absolutely. I mean, just go down the list of these other quarterbacks. and Well, look at the Eagles. They get uh, A.J. Brown. Brown. You know, I mean, what a terrific pickup. Eagle.
1: And uh, Darius, big play slay. Yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles, Roseman built a championship team. They're probably going to win it. it, They're probably going to win it.
2: They're a team of destiny, aren't they? They in Cincinnati. Doesn't it feel like it should be a Cincinnati-Philly Super Bowl? I'm taking the
1: Cincinnati Bengals, who I told you last week would beat the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Bengals over a hobbled Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Anybody who's had a high ankle sprain knows that Six days ain't enough. No. It's not, Doc. It's not enough. He's yeah. going, he might be worse. Romo uh, reportedly said that he'd, he'd be surprised if he played.
2: Yeah, it's, he was. He was all over that uh, on the game, and uh, you know, you don't. You're not going to go into uh, Cincinnati and with Ch- and Chad Heady and beat them. They, they don't have a great running game, and they don't have great receivers. I I like I Pacheco. Don't. I like
1: Pacheco. I, Yeah, he's good, but they're not going to ground chuck their way. They're not built
2: exactly. They're not built for that. So, I mean, Cincinnati's so hot, you know. And Joe Burrow's best quarterback in the league right now. He's the best quarterback in the league right. Mahomes, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, correct? But right now, it's right now
1: Burrow's playing better than anybody. And I'm going to tell you, Duck, this is why I'm picking the Bengals. What makes Patrick Mahomes special?
2: Well, he improvises, and he's mobile. You can't do that on one leg, Duck. No,
1: That's what makes him great. When a play breaks down, he's got that. He's a smarter version of Brett Favre. He mm-hmm. does some outside-the-box stuff, throws and it always hands. works. Pitching throws the, the ball, underhanded throws, unorthodox, because he's the most talented cat yeah. maybe to ever play the position. And it's so just- –
2: Yes, go ahead.
1: Take a foot from him, and he's going to be on one foot, Doug. Mm-hmm. And and you got Hendrickson and and, and Sam Hubbard and 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 um, twenty nine. I forgot his name is Blitzen. They're um, up. They're going to. You know, they're going to be. They're just going to be better uh, yeah. overall. And the Bengals figure something out. They can run it with Mixon, and they've got the best. Three headed monster at receiver in the league.
2: How about Hayden
1: Hurst at tight end? They got.
2: Lose three offensive linemen this year, and they're still getting it done. I'll be really. I'll be interested to see if they can hold
1: off Chris Jones and company. I I expect Andy Reid to blitz more. uh, I think that that, test that offensive line because the only way they're going to win this game is with takeaways and. If yeah. if, they, if Burrow plays clean like he did against Buffalo, uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are gonna win this game by by maybe a touchdown. That's how confident I am in the Bengals. I'm just that impressed.
2: And, and T. Higgins would be a number one on a lot of teams, you know. And Boyd's another a great number three receiver. So Hayden Hurst playing great at tight. Aiden in. Hurst, super tight end. So Austin, I don't know if, Austin's own Samaj P.
1: Ryan. Doing work as a backup running back.
2: Yeah, Joe Mixon, who was also on my fantasy team, scored last week, and I heard him say it's his first touchdown since week nine. When you score five, I know we just put a dagger in my heart. You know, I mean, first one. It's always got to be about you. How did we get on fantasy football?
1: <laughs> Is not fantasy football over?
2: Oh Is yeah, it it's over. over all right. it's, it's I, I
1: missed it. I can't wait for my for our auction draft. I'm covered. Right,
2: Shout out to Rick Cantu who won our league. Slick Go. Rick, shout out Slick
1: yep. Rick Doomsday
2: and Pat Mahomes wins uh, the championship.
1: You got the best. You got the best quarterback. You're probably going to win. You probably okay. gonna win. We both agree.
2: Bengals. I like the Eagles over the Forty Nine ers. They also seem like a team of destiny. Too. Now Jalen Hurts may he's not a hundred percent. He said that shoulder has been bothering him, but I'll take him over even an unbeaten. Seven and oh Brock Purdy. Yes, so, sir. Uh, it's gonna be a physical game too. You know, that's good. Both of these teams like to run, you know, and the forty nine ers really like to run, so they don't have Brock Purdy throwing thirty eight passes. How about the Eagles
1: game. running for two hundred and sixty-eight yards? I mean, that's the Giants didn't show that, up that's an Ode to the nineteen eighties. I mean, people you all you think run.
2: that game would be better? Who did you think that game would be better against the Giants?
1: Yeah, I did and the Gi- the Giants just didn't have any answers. Um they didn't know Jones didn't have time to set up and they, they they're woefully under
2: yeah. they're woefully
1: under town ta- under manned at um receiver. They don't have big um, time I'm receiving.
2: not a Daniel Jones
1: fan either. I'm not either, but they said they're going to throw their weight behind him which I um, Thought it was interesting and maybe not bring back Saquon. I, I was surprised yeah, about that.
2: That surprised me too. Also, I, I saw uh, Mel Kuyper at his first uh, mock draft. Guess where he has B. John Robinson going?
1: I had him trending. I saw him trending in the 20s. Is he him going to the Cardinals or the Cowboys? That'd be the Dallas Cowboys
2: because you got to figure Zeke's not coming back. I mean, they owe him what, almost 11 million. And I don't even know if you re sign him for anything, but. And I think got
1: cut ties with Zeke. I think he's done. If you can get Bijan Robinson, yeah. who's a legitimate number one running back, and you can bring back Tony Pollard, then you have a great one two. That is a wonderful one. B. John
2: is a complete back, as you know. He can he can catch passes, he can he can yeah. uh, go the distance, he's tough, he's got that spin move. Would you what would you do with Dak to circle back to the Cowboys a little bit? They're they're kind of hamstrung. With all the you
1: you owe him seventy million bucks.
2: You owe him thirty one million guaranteed next year. The next year it's zero. You know. So you probably just ride with him another year. And if you How many next year do they owe him? Thirty-one million
1: guaranteed. Thought, so they don't owe him, they don't owe him another seventy million dollars. Well,
2: the salary cap hit I think is like forty-nine million, mm-hmm. and, but the guaranteed money to him is thirty-one million, and I think the zero it goes to zero in twenty twenty-four. So maybe next year's a make-or-break year for Dak, and if he does, this is what is he seven years in the league?
1: This is year seven, yes.
2: And you would like to think you got more. I mean, seven years, you know what you got, you know. You know what you got, and he didn't want to run anymore, and and I don't blame him after that horrific broken first, ankle. First
1: four years he ran for twelve hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. The last three he's run for four hundred.
2: So I mean Jerry's got he's got a good team. He's got he doesn't have a great team, but um, if they could get B. John Robinson, pick up another wide receiver, you know they 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 flirted with uh, Odell Beckham the entire season, you know, and then they get T.Y. Hilton who Basically, it was a big pile of nothing. I thought he might have a little bit more in the tank, and it's available for
1: a reason, Duck.
2: Now, what free agents are out there? I haven't paid any attention to what wide receiver free agents there are. When I
1: was I was looking at that just a few days ago, um, but I'm um, I think that I think that there are a couple of names on here. I'm looking. NFL free agents for 20. What's going on, Jason? What up, Tim? I know that uh, quarterback-wise, you got Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith. They re-signed him. I'm not seeing any big names on this list, Duck. Um, a lot of defensive guys. Patrick Peterson is old. Hmm. Miles Sanders, that's that's a running back. Um, Texas is on Puna Ford. I don't see any – oh, DJ Chark, who's 26 years old, just a guy.
2: But you know what? If they they uh, choose not to go running back first round. I don't see any big
1: names. It's a pretty good receiving draft.
2: Yeah, you got Jalen Ingram,
1: The tight end is available. Maybe they need to upgrade there. He revitalized himself. Juju Smith is a a free agent, not a fan uh, at Mm -hmm. this point. Don't think. I think he's an upgrade over anything they've got. Number two, Duck.
2: Uh, of course, Odell Beckham, who they passed on. So those are the names. Those are the I'd names. Like, if they don't go after Bijan, which would be a good move, I'd love to see him get Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee or Jordan Addison from uh, USC and Pitt days. So there's some talented wide receiver dudes there that they maybe they could go after, but. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and why do you think Jerry came out so strongly backing McCarthy immediately after that loss? And then he canceled his radio shows this week. <laughs> so what do you make of all
1: that? I He's hurt. And uh, he remember when Wade Phillips got beat 44 to six in Philadelphia, I was at that game and, and Romo almost collapsed on the stage because he was so beaten up and, Mm-hmm. People were crying in the locker room, and Jerry comes in and goes, "Wade's our, Wade's our coach." And the runners are like, "What? No, he's not." And you brought, brought Wade back, so yeah, yeah. he could bring back Wade Phillips. He could bring back Mike McCarthy after two 12 win seasons. Right. He's also he's never fired a, He's he's never fired a coach that's won twelve games in back to back seasons. Has he Duck? Oh yes, he has. He fired Jimmy Johnson after two Super Bowls. And so yeah. that's, that was twenty-five wins in two seasons. So
2: that was the circumstances. So they didn't get along. And Jerry's gotta have the credit. And that and under that plan, Mike McCarthy's a perfect coach. You know, he doesn't have the big ego. He doesn't have to be front and center. Jerry's the GM owner and might as well be the de facto head coach.
1: And I think Stephen Jones is making a lot of the decisions now. I think Jerry ceded yeah. some of that power to Stephen. But Jerry still probably has the last say. Yeah.
2: So you think he'll be back, McCarthy?
1: Yeah, I do. I think yeah. he'll be back. I don't think Zeke will be back. I don't either. I think McCarthy will be back. And I
2: think will, Why would Peyton, Sean Payton want the Denver Broncos job? With
1: I don't know. That's a, that is a dumpster fire. I don't. Russell Wilson is no longer elite. Um, they um, They don't block very well. Their defense isn't great. Uh, I just think that's a nowhere job for him. I'd rather go to Arizona where you have a semblance of some offense with DeAndre Hopkins, assuming Kyler Murray comes back strong and uh, you can build in the draft um, indoor team. He's used to coaching in a dome. So I think that's probably a better situation for him. Uh, I know he he went to Carolina and interviewed, and um, I think the Texans – I think the Texans got going to interview him too. So, um, of all those teams, um, I'd still rather coach in Dallas. He lives there and Dallas is really talented on both sides of the ball. Uh, but, uh, I think Arizona might be the destination for him.
2: Yeah. I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan either. I mean, Carolina, you got a blank slate and a, and a lot of money owner doesn't mind spending money, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like you. It's like Dallas is his home. He loves it there. Jerry Jerry's always loved him. And to me, that's worth a first-round draft pick if you can get a Sean Payton because he's going to win you a couple of games uh, that maybe they wouldn't otherwise win with McCarthy. So I, I read something today that, you know, Payton might even sit out another year because, you know, he, he's he's well-paid. He's got his TV gig going. So Comfortable. Just, just wait and pick your pick your place.
1: I think if the if the Chargers had fired Brandon Staley, I think he would have walked to, San Diego, to L.A. Almost Brandon. said San Diego. Sorry, guys. I think he would have walked to L.A. to coach coach that young offense. I do.
2: I agree. I would agree. But yeah, you got to have a quarterback, and Kyler Murray's not proven. Carolina doesn't have its quarterback, and Denver has an aging quarterback who's not very good anymore. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to follow. Yeah,
1: big sports weekend, man. And um, uh, we're going to close it out here. But, Doug, we're going to dedicate this podcast to our comrade, our brother Randy Riggs, who passed away uh, earlier this month from from cancer at age 71. Uh, We will be attending his funeral on Saturday in South Austin, and you will be delivering the eulogy. Uh, You did a wonderful tribute to Randolph. this week on statesman.com. I hope you guys go read it. Just a consummate pro, a great friend to both of us, and a uh, sports, writer's sports writer, which is the best compliment we can pay a guy in our business.
2: You know, very well said. And uh, you had a great uh, honor of him as well. So uh, he's going to be missed. It's a big uh, void in our group. And in his honor, we are going to go eat at Lotus and uh, and tip a glass to to Riggles,
1: we're going to tip a glass to randy riggs and um you know take care of your loved ones you just never know when it can My be own. over um we appreciate you guys listening that'll do it for this episode of on second thought we'll see you next week
0: you've been listening to on second thought powered by hookham.com join set and kirk every
1: thursday at lunch for a new episode archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.